Welcome to the new How to Sports Podcast from North Carolina. That's the Lounge 167 Podcast. I'm your host, Chris. You already know I got my two favorite codes with Mike and Johnny. Let's get it. Introduce the show. I just want to say this episode is sponsored by Manage Creation. Use promo code Lounge167, get 25% off. You can find them at www.manage-creation.com. You can also find them on Instagram. All right. Now, welcome to the Lounge 167. I am your host, Chris. You already know I got my two brothers in the building with me, Mike and Johnny. Mike, how you doing tonight? Trying to make it to Friday. Trying to make it. <laughs> I feel you, dog. I feel you. How you doing, Johnny? I'm doing all right, man. Ready to work. Talk some, some smack. Get on with it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let's go ahead and get into it. Um, I just want to say shout out to our listeners and shout out to any new listeners out there. You know, shout out to y'all. Appreciate y'all for tuning in. Much um, love. Yeah. Last, I think a couple episodes ago, we talked about um, where the high school parents were kind of frustrated with uh, not being able to attend the games, and they uh, had a petition done and uh, tried to get a bill passed. Did, did the bill get approved by uh, by Governor Cooper? Y'all know? I'm pretty sure it did because um, he came out and said that they were going to um, lighten up on the restrictions. Yeah. I think. I don't think the bill got passed. I think he just did it. Oh, you think he just did it? Okay. He um, did. It was a list of shit that they that he had uh that he, you know, was gonna allow or ease up on what they called it. Okay, okay. So with outdoor sports, it can be up to thirty percent and uh indoor sports thirty percent as well, capped up at two fifty um people. Um let me get shout this. Um the, I think this was like a, a good move by uh governor let, letting up off the restrictions, you know, uh, and giving the parents the opportunity to come see those kids play, especially the senior the senior kids anyway. Um, I I feel like Governor Cooper has uh he has proven to me that he has taken this um, process uh, very strategically. Um. I think he's done has done a wonderful job all the way up to this point. So I feel like if his cabinet and himself has uh, come up with a plan to make sure that the numbers are still manageable and people can kind of ease back into what we thought once was uh, life reality, um, then I'm all for the decision. You know, I'm all for the decision. I, I, I guess I can trust him. Um, you know, moving forward, just with this process. Now, anything else, you know, I haven't looked far into, but with the COVID-19 process, he's done a pretty good job. Mm-hmm. What do you think about the situation, Mike? Like, yeah, I think it was uh, I think it was good. Good move, you know, especially with the numbers going down. Let's hope, you know, people don't get too comfortable because, you know, we're still not, not, we're still not in the career yet. Right. And, uh, Alba motto, if y'all seen it, they wasted no time. They um were pre-selling t- uh fifteen hundred pre-sale tickets. So they expected fifteen hundred people no more. 
Well, they, if fifteen hundred people show up, they have the opportunity to. If I show up, is allowing fifteen hundred people to the game. Well, my it's really three thousand people gonna show up, but. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, I doubt. But, I doubt. I guess these guys, huh? but I'm saying it's 15. Oh yeah, they allow 1,500 people in starting tomorrow. Yeah, they they not gonna catch COVID on no East Gaston, but they will over Crescent and Kings Mountain. I mean, over uh, Kings Mountain and South Point. Um, let me yeah, ask you this: so, so with the playoffs and football starting, will this decision kind of impact that? That, uh, those situations. Well, I know it will football, but uh, what about basketball? Uh, is that is the door open for them to attend the games now? Like, when does this take take effect? Anybody know? I mean, this is, I thought the season was over. Uh, nah, I don't know about basketball. I don't know about basketball. Football can start early as Friday, but um, it's still counting the county. Like everybody's not letting thirty percent in. Mecklenburg County already said they're not allowing. 30% capacity and so it varies by county oh. when dealing with football. Okay, gotcha. And even with that being said, Mike, they still could have their criteria about who they let in the games. Am I right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Each county that each right. county can still dictate how many people get into the game. But for basketball, I don't know how that's how that's gonna work. Do you think it's, just, cap, just, it's capped at 250 though? Just parents. Do you think they just should keep it at just parents? Basketball? Yeah. Oh, no. First come, first serve. I feel like whoever the oh, okay. first 250 people in, let them in. Okay. That sounds fair, you know, but I know, like you said, certain schools will have those certain criteria where, you know, hey, uh, you know, little James over here, people got to, you know, they had an uncle all them in the, in the gym. You feel me? So I, I wonder. I wonder if the ads are like using that discretion, especially some of these charter and private schools that have good programs. Well, high school football kicked off tonight um, due to uh, rain being predicted in the forecast for Friday when when this episode come out. Um, some matchups that took place tonight. Uh, Forest View versus Chris, R Central and East Relaford, uh, Kings Mountain and Stamer, Stuart Kramer, Shelby versus East Gaston, Burns and South Point. We got Vance and Mallet Creek, uh, New Bern and J.H. Rose, Havelock and Northeastern, Charlotte Catholic and Monroe, and um, Richmond Senior and Pinecrest. Um, I think we do have a score on the, the New Bern and J.H. Rose game. I know last time uh, me and Mike looked, it was 30, 30 to 7, right? I don't know if that was the final score, but I know we didn't um, end too well for, for the season of for big homie uh, KJ. You know, he was on the show with a price of, uh, price of admission. So, you know, it's tough, tough loss on, on the season opener for KJ. Um, I guess we can talk about some notable players to look, look forward to around the county, you know, um, Cleveland County, where we from. You know, that's what we're really going to focus on here because, you know, when it comes to high school football, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot going on, man, especially with uh, Mecklenburg County because it's so big. Um, so I'm going to start with Shelby, man. Um, for Shelby, some notable players to look out for is Jakari Shell, the wide receiver. Um, Marquise Adams, who is a running back and a safety. Uh, Jalen Petty, who's a DB. Uh, Sam, excuse me if I butcher his name, Sam 
Bald Badir, he plays linebacker. Uh, Demario Allen, he's an offensive lineman. Justin Liscomb, who's a defensive lineman. And then, you know, we also got uh, Malik Hammer, who was on the uh, podcast. He plays outside linebacker. And uh, Santana Hopper, those are some players from Shelby to look out for. And for Burns, we got Al Goodson, who's a running back. We got uh, Ryan Thomas, who's a free safety. Azari, Azari Brown, outside linebacker. Kahari Haynes, who's a wide receiver. Cam Sweet, Cam Sweezy, who's the quarterback. And uh, Darian Starnes, defensive end, which we had an opportunity to interview on the show, man. Uh, great kid. So let's see who we got for Kings Mountain. We got Dede Wilson, the linebacker. Uh, Jaharby Wilson, the DN. Rashard Brooks, returning uh, running back, junior running back. I think he had a... a major injury last year that put him out out of commission so um he's back this year and i also heard that they have a transfer in from forest view that's supposed to be good so it's gonna be interesting to see what king's mountain got this year you know especially with uh pat soy doing what he did going to gaffney and then leaving to go to uh carolina early so it's gonna be interesting to see what king's mountain do down there uh for chris i got eli hall the defensive end tj ruff this kid, he, this kid a beast. <laughs> Pure athlete. He do everything on the field, man. Um, I got this opportunity to see him play last year, I think. Kid's a beast. Um, DJ Fuller, who's the quarterback. Eli Wesson, linebacker. Caleb Borders, wide receiver. And then we got Card, Carter Green, who's a, a defensive back and a receiver. Um, Mike, let me ask you this. Do you think, uh, from what you've seen so far from – Shelby, do you think they have a chance to make a uh, a run this year? Just from a little bit you did see, you know, I mean, because it is kind of hard to tell with Shelby sometimes because it's like they can have a slow start and get hot in the middle of the season. You know what I'm saying? So I just want to get your opinion. Do you think they can make a state run this year or do you see them making a state run? Oh, I fucking Shelby, so no matter – you know, the name, the name's on the back of the jersey, but don't have names on the back. But you know what I'm saying? It's still Shelby. So, but I think it's a staple of the team is going to be um, the defense. So, uh, I love that defense uh, shows up every every week. Cause they're they're going to run through the um, conference. I feel like I think Burns and South Point may push them, but they shouldn't have no problems. Got gotcha, you, gotcha. Um, I'm gonna get. I, we could, I think I, I think Burns will beat Shelby this year, and, 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 he, and here's gonna be the difference why. Cameron Sweezy, that's the big difference. If he has a good night, they will win. Yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, that think, that young man, that young man playing for Shelby now, he ain't. Yeah, I'm to say he. I he don't he know the culture. Cameron yeah, do. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Right, that plays a major. They gotta, get, they gotta get past South Point first. You know? They're on the ropes right now. They go with this game $20. <laughs> <laughs> Twenty man. I told him I felt I felt that the stars uh spirit of the night, man. Like, yeah, we gotta do this, we gotta do this. He, I mean, you heard the boy how he talked to his team. He he sold you, bro. He sold me, and I believe it too. <laughs> On the other side of the map, on the east side of the map, man, in Craven County, man, you know, 
we had we got New Bern, like I said, they took on J.H. Rose, but some notable talent to look out for on that side of the map is uh, K.J. Sampson, who was also on the show, defensive tackle. We got uh, Dewan Bradley, who's an athlete. Uh, Dalen Wagner, defensive tackle. Zakeem Brooks, running back. And we got Aaron Herndon, who's also an athlete. And down at West Craven, we got C.J. Mims, defensive tackle. Uh, Brayton Manley, who's a quarterback. And over at Havelock, we have Andrew Frazier, who's the quarterback and a linebacker. Um, I'm definitely read, interested to see what CJ does for Wes uh, Craven this year because I've I've been hearing a lot about this kid. I've seen him online, and I I thought he played defensive end, but he plays D tackle. And for him to be, I mean, for what I've seen online, he looks kind of undersized for a D tackle. But if he's that good at that position playing D tackle, then he nice. He really nice because you know D tackle. That's where all the grit and grind go down in them trenches, boy. <laughs> in them trenches, you gotta be, you gotta be able to hold, hold your own weight down there, man. So definitely interested to see what he do. And um, KJ too, KJ as well. Even though he took that uh, tough loss tonight, I think they'll bounce back. Um, y'all, y'all want to speak on Tiger Woods and uh, his incident? Well, why not? Why not? <laughs> oh, 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 he need to. St- they just really need to take his license and keys. First of all, first of all, let me say this: I'm glad he's okay. Okay, but it seems like every time he gets behind a vehicle, it, it never works out in his favor. And um, you know, it's time for somebody to drive for buddy, man. Right, you stressed out, bro? Yeah, somebody. Somebody said they with them ugly hoes again, but you know. Well, you stupid. <laughs> and I have to, I have to uh, take back that they. Now, the report I read said that uh, he was under the influence because I remember I reached out to you. I was like, "Yo, I found out, you know, bro was on something." You know what I'm saying? And then they come back out and say that he was. It was a total accident. Like they put emphasis on total. So I'm like, are they trying to cover up for him or like, what's the deal? Like, are they just not trying to say? Like, no, nah, they ain't gonna, they gonna cover up for no tiger. Well, I mean, that's that's where my mind was. But what you think? Um, uh, they cleared him. I mean, right. No Toby situation. Right. So, yeah, that's what I, I thought it was at first. Not the Kobe incident, but you know, Gladdy, Gladdy, okay, okay, yeah. His golf, his golf career is in question, but you know, as long as he lives to see another day. At this point, Mike, I think he should retire. I think he should retire. He has no more to accomplish in the golf world. Um, but he, he was retiring. The motherfucker came back. Yes, what I'm saying, but I think th- it, this should be it. This should be it. Because, like, I think days before that he had just reported that he wasn't going to play. And the Masters, I think, or something, some um, championship they had going on, and he reported he wasn't going to play. Then, turn around days later, he just had this in, uh, incident. So, I think it's, it's it should be up for him. And then he broke his leg; like he had to have surgery on his leg. I think you know that's a that's a major key when playing golf. Them, that back in them legs. Yeah, they uh, he ain't gonna be able to play like he used to. Yeah, I mean, he done accomplished everything. He ain't got nothing to prove. You know what I'm saying? It, that's true, but a man like that. They break both of their legs before they give all the way up. Surprise! <laughs> we gonna find a we gonna find a way. He gonna have 
fucking 30 surgeries to get back on that damn golf course. Come back, come back story, right? Yeah, man. But you're right, he need to give it up. But in honor of the football season kicking off this week, man, we had to lay shot with another, uh, another edition of More Than the Price of Admission, man. We had Darian Storms in here from Burns um, High School. I keep wanting to say Burns, North Carolina all the time, but Burns High School. Yeah, this is Lundell. Lundell. <laughs> which is like located in London, North Carolina. You know, I just have to let the people know because, you know, everybody ain't from where we're from, you know what I'm saying? So I just got to put them out, point them out on the map, you know what I'm saying? Show them some love. Because y'all be giving a hard time on the show. <laughs> Welcome to another segment of More Than a Price of Admission. Tonight we got our first father-son interview. We got uh, Darian Storns in the building with us, and we also got Coach Brian Storns in the building with us. How y'all doing tonight? Good, how are you? Doing pretty good, doing pretty good, man. I just want to say we appreciate y'all for coming on here. Um, go ahead, Hatch. Yeah, so yeah, we're glad you guys come on. Right? And uh, and like uh, Scott P said, uh, you guys are our first father son um duo interview. And uh, the reason, um, you know, one of the reasons why you guys were invited because I felt like and other guys felt you guys had a story to tell. Um, and you know, like I told you, uh, Mr. Starnes, that you know, this is the platform to uh, to expose those those stories, man. Those stories that uh, those underdog stories, and it just happened to be that he's a bulldog. So, uh, without further ado, we're gonna go ahead and get started, man. So, um, I'm gonna flip flop with questions for the both of you, and um, and then uh, throughout the segment, you know, we'll just focus on Dorian. Um, so, Dad, um, first question. Um, how has it been uh, in your position um, with your career, uh, with your job and coaching and still supporting your son um, and all in his endeavors? Like how, like, how do you make that time? And is it stressful? Are you excited about the, the journey for your son? Um, how's that feel? Uh, Man, it feels great, man. I tell you, sometimes it is stressful. Um, with me driving a truck for Pepsi Cola, man, sometimes it's hard for me to get back in time. I'd be late for some basketball practices. But um, but still, I, I make time. And this is the most precious time of my life, man, to be with my kid, to watch him grow from a young boy to a man. That's awesome. That is awesome. Dorian, would you say that, uh, that your dad is probably one of your biggest fans? Yes, sir. Um, when it comes down to football, basketball, he's pushing me hard and he supported me. Even, you know, we had games this year. My shot wasn't falling and people had to head down. He was he was constantly telling me, you know, keep taking that shot. You practiced it. It's going to start falling. He's cheering me on every step of the way. And he's he's always been there. And that's the biggest thing. Been there from elementary school to now. For me getting ready to graduate, he's been coaching me. And even though he's coached me hard, he's always shown that when I did good things, he was always there. He was always the first one to applaud me for it. Awesome, awesome. Uh, Mr. Starnes, my next question to you is, um, did you ever imagine, um, you know, as a young, 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 young man yourself, 
that uh you know you will you know that that you will be in this i'm not gonna say predicament but you will be in a situation to where um you'll be coaching your son and watching him play at the same time you know uh it's part of his most of his career um what what is that feeling like for you and your wife and your family well it's, it's a great feeling man i tell you sometimes you have to separate the dad from the coach and you right. know Thurman Jeter, man he's a good coach with me man and, and he always um he always let me know you know hey you're a coach you're not a dad today so that was one <laughs> thing that uh that I've learned, you know, from elementary all the way up. You know, I coached him hard. I've always been harder on him than I've been on anybody else. So can't nobody, can't no player tell me that that um, I let him get by with stuff because he, if he's last one in the line, not running hard, I make him run an extra lap. I make right. him run an extra suicide. So right. that was one thing that I've I've always done. And man, it's so special to sit and watch him, you know, because I find myself sometimes not paying attention to the game and then paying attention to what he's doing and what he's not doing. Cause I'm that coach where I, I he say I, I applaud him when he's good, but he's doing good things. But I'm the coach that I, I don't look at what good he does. I look at the, the pick that he missed or, or the rebound that he didn't go get or the loose ball that he didn't run for. So that yeah. was, you know, that's one thing about me and him. We, we have a love hate relationship when it comes down to sports. <laughs> uh. Mr. Stars, one more question um, before we get, well, two more questions, rather. Um, interesting fact about you. You don't, you not only work for Pepsi Cola, but uh, aren't you like in ministry as well? Yes, sir. I'm, I'm the um, associate minister at Shallow Amy Zion Church in Grover, North Carolina. And also I'm the youth minister. So, man, the, the juggle, it's a, some nights I had to come from uh, I was in Chester, South Carolina, preaching, and as soon as I preached, I, I put my Bible down and headed out the door, trying to get back to Burns High School for a football game. And, and I came to the football game in my suit and tie. Oh, wow. you know, that's just the way it is, you know. Like I tell them, I, I, God appointed me over my family first. So I love God, and God is above everything in my family, and and so. But I still, like far as church is concerned, I try my best to always be around for my kids because if they get in trouble or if they do something wrong, they're not going to look at the kid. They're going to look at me. How can I lead a church and you can't even lead your family? Mm. Amen to that. Mm. Dorian, how does it feel to be, uh, 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 what they call a preacher son, a minister son? How does it feel? Uh, when you're around your, your friends and they make little, you know, Jesus Christ jokes and <laughs> say you got curfew, you know, yeah. I, I can't do it, it give it to you, man. So how do you like, uh, how do you maintain that and, you know, still stay focused? Because I know it's, it's difficult, man. It, it'd be difficult if you was a president's son, the governor's son, the congressman's son, <laughs> the doctor's son for that matter. How do you, how do you manage that, man? It, it's hard um, because as a teenager, you want to do certain things and you want to say certain things, but since he's the coach, everybody knows he's a pastor. So everybody's like, well, if you say that, I'm going back to tell your dad. Or they're gonna, <laughs> you know, that's the first thing they do. You know, the coach will all get mad and 
I'll go off or say something crazy and then we'll get around. Coach Jeter, he'll come around and we'll be sitting here talking and all of a sudden he'll be like, well, you know, I heard you say this, 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 and this when your dad wasn't around and, you know, then I got to explain what happened and why I had to say it. So it's not the easiest thing to do, but, you know, it's also allowed me to, it's also allowed me to maintain myself, you know, since I am a pastor's son, I have to, I have to lead, you know, I have to lead a team. I have to show them leadership. And that's what he does around me. He shows me leadership in the church and out the church. So that's the biggest thing. You know, I got to keep my character because people can come look at me because they know you're a pastor's son. So if I show them that I can keep my calm and cool in certain situations, they can do it in certain situations too. And that's what's really helped me be able to maintain it and understand it and, you know, go through life being a pastor's son. All right. Mr. Starnes, I got one more question for you. All right, Mr. Starnes, my last question to you is, um, before we get into some football, some stats and achievements, which we've done, um, what would you like to see uh, in the near future for your son and and your expectations uh, once he become, you know, on his own and, you know, uh, you know, do you want him to continue conducting himself um, the way you and God see? Or, you know, um, do you think the experiences in life are going to distract him? Uh, what, what, what is it? What do you see in the future for him? Your expectations for the future? Well, my expectations, man, is, is, um, is a lot. You know, I, I, I want to see him succeed in everything that he does. You know, I, I always seen him as a basketball player from the time he was five years old and I put him on the court up at uh, Washington Elementary, you know, I always thought he was going to be a basketball player. And then when I put him out there on the football field at the age of five years old, I didn't think he was going to stay. I didn't. I thought that he was going to quit. Um, But, man, every year he fell in love with it. He fell in love with the game. And so my expectation now is really he's exceeded what I thought he was going to do because, you know, he's got a – a scholarship. Matter of fact, we got the letter today, the official letter from uh, VMI. You know, he, he'll start in June um, going there to play football and to get his education. And like I've always told him, you know, one day the ball is going to stop bouncing. The ball is going to stop. You, you ain't going to be able to run the ball no more. You're not going to be able to tackle no one no more. Right. But nobody can take your education. Exactly. So if you keep if you keep your mind on the books and make sure you get that degree, It'll take you further than football. If you get hurt or anything, that degree will continue to carry you and it'll provide a life for you by not working at Pepsi. You know what I'm saying? By being able to, to do more in life, you know, and, and I'm, I'm like I said, I'm just proud of him, man. You know, I, I never thought that this would happen. You know, you can ask uh, Mr. Willie Green. You know, I, I talked to him a lot and yeah. and I was worried. I was, I was worried if if he was going to be looked at, if he was going to be able to to get a scholarship, but he told me, he said, you ain't gonna have to pay for me to go to school. And, you know, he prayed about it. And I, I've seen him get up in church and talk about it. And God has granted him the ability to do what he do, man. And, and I'm just happy for him, me and my family. You know, we, we're just real happy. That's awesome. Uh, we appreciate you. Uh, appreciate you as a father, a black man, 
minister, you know, we need more fathers like you out here in the world, man. And um, the fact that you're you know, heavily involved with your son's future and his career, it, it's, it says a lot about who you are, who your father was, you know, who your, you know, your family um, dynamics, you know, it, it speaks volume, you know, and, uh, yes. you know, we thank you for that. And then uh, I'm going to pray that, you know, that that cycle continues. So thank you for coming. And we're going to focus a little bit more on Mr. Star, uh, Mr. Dorian, Dorian. Yes, sir. Thank you, dad, man. Yes, sir, man. Thank y'all for having me. All right. Uh, Mike, I'm going to pass the rock to you, man. We're going to go ahead and get some sports and some logistics. Uh, Dorian, you ready, man? That's the fun part right here. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, go ahead, Mike. Hey, uh, thank you, uh, uh, Dorian, for coming on tonight. Um, this is my first question is, you know, Burns, that made it pretty far last year. Y'all made it to um, the last round before State. Um, yeah, how do you how do you feel like you guys can build off that momentum and uh, carry it on to uh, this year? Uh, really, the biggest thing now is to get over that hump. You know, um, losing that game, it, it really hurt. But, you know, we have a lot of guys coming back this year who was on that team. And every day at practice, we talk about it. We, you know, that's the first thing for me. That's what I go to. You know, I tell everybody when we're online running sprints, you know, we got to run this sprint because if we would have ran a little harder at Shelby, maybe the game would have been different. When right. we were, you know, we came back home the next week, we had a, a Christmas parade and we saw all the pictures of Shelby you know, celebrating and stuff after the win. And we were hurt. And I told them, I said, in order for us to get to where they are, we have to prepare harder than what they did. We have to play harder. We have to listen to the coaches and we have to just go out and we can't, we can't get shell shocked. I think that was the problem. None of us have been in that situation before. It was our right. first time in a long time being, you know, in the final four, the final four teams playing. And I, Maybe the moment got too big. We don't know. But all we know is we got to come back even stronger and harder, which we're doing. I feel very confident in the team this year, and I feel like we can get over that hump. I don't know. You know, should be kind of tough. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, hey, Dory, you know don't, don't buy him. Don't buy him. Yeah, don't yeah. Don't yeah. Him. He's tough on burns. But have y'all – about the um, well, have y'all talked about the pressure of you know with COVID? You know everybody's not making the playoffs this year. Have y'all um, addressed that? Yes, sir. Um, we we realized that last year, if they were going by COVID rules, we would have been in the playoffs still. We finished number two in the conference, and so now our goal is to finish in the top two, but also finish number one. You know, um, with a big game coming up this week. You know, we I tell every, I tell the guys every week, every day at practice that we can't afford to lose any game. Our first right. game is against South Point, and we're there. So we know that with COVID going on and they're having their fans and they're on their home turf, it's going to be harder for us to come in and just take that win for them. And we know that in order to be in the situation we were in last year, to play in the trophy game, that we have to win – the big important games. And like I told him this morning, I sent out a group message and I told him in order to go seven and zero, we got to go one and zero first. Right. And everybody, you know, today we all came in and we realized that. And I feel that if we continue to practice and play 
as a team and, you know, not worry about individual stats, but work as a team, I think we'll be able to accomplish that goal. Yeah, yeah, y'all can. Uh, is your pops in the room still? Is a two, it's a question for both of y'all. Yes, sir. Uh, my question is, uh, you know, with COVID and everything going on, was there any time, you know, as a parent, because we had this discussion here on the lounge, you know, if our sons were playing, was it ever a time that you two um, contemplated you not playing due to the COVID and, you know, the uncertainty of the virus? Uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, yes, sir. <laughs> it was. That was, a, that was a major conversation, you know, and even it came down to a conversation where if he could, um, you know, graduate in December and go ahead and enroll in school. Right. And but he kept telling me, he said, Dad, I want to finish my senior year. Uh -huh. So once he told me that, he said he wanted to fit, he, you know, it was his last ride with his boys and everything. So I told him, I said, I'll make I'll let you make that decision. But that's where a lot of prayer came in at because I had to pray. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> I understand that. But yeah, that was my that was my thought on it as well. You know, if my son was a senior, I think you know, I would let him go out there and um and play. Uh, my last question is to you, and I passed it to Chris. Um, what stood out? What stood out about VMI that you uh, that made you choose that school? The biggest thing was the connections I had with the coaches. Um, you know, once they offered me, well, even before they offered me, I was talking to the coaches, and they were explaining, you know, how this is their this is the head coach's eleventh year in the defense line coach's second year, and it was just the letters, the constant letters, the constant inf uh, contact. I talked to a coach, each coach on the coaching staff, maybe once or twice a week. And that's what really stood out. And, you know, the just the brotherhood they have at the school, you know, the players, they would text me and they would call me and talk to me about, you know, yeah, it's a hard place to be at, but the rewards are way better than what it seems, you know, going there, you're, you're looking at good job opportunities. You're looking at a great education. That's the biggest thing for me. I mean, at the end of the day, I'm going to graduate, and you never know. NFL or not, I have to be able to provide for myself when I get older. And so right. I feel like going to VMI is going to help me not only on the field, but also off the field where I can get a job and provide for myself and a family of my own. Great answer, man. Once again, man, thank you for coming on the show. Um, not a Burns fan, sorry, but uh, you know, I'll be I'll be rooting for I'll be rooting for you, man. Keep leading, keep leading on and off the field, man. Yes, sir. What's up, Dory? What's up? Um, your pop said he said he put you on the field at the age of five, and he didn't know if he was going to stick with it. What was it about football that made you stick with it and commit heavy to it? Um, really, it was my second grade year, and they let me play quarterback. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, I was – I didn't really want to play any other position because at the time I didn't want to get hit. I wasn't as big as I am now. I was skinny and, and not as tall. I, you know, I didn't want to get hit. That was my biggest thing. I was scared to get hit. But, you know, I developed a relationship with the guys on that team, and – a lot of us stay in touch now, and it's crazy because a lot of us came out there, you know, some had football background, some didn't. I was one of the guys that didn't. And, you know, my dad never really played, so he couldn't tell me what to do. He really couldn't get mad because I wasn't getting in. 
And then come second grade, they let me play quarterback. I started getting touchdowns and stuff like that. And I was like, okay, this is for me. I get to run. Everybody cheering my name. I like it. <laughs> oh, man. That's what's up. Um, was it last year? I think it was last year. I, I can't remember if it was last year or the year before last. You had a, a, a real scary injury. Um, when, when that happened, what, what were you feeling at the time, like, far as football? And your commitment to it? Did you did you feel like it, it might be over, or like I'm I'm gonna get through this and I'm gonna get back on the field? The um, biggest thing was was when I took the hit, I began to lose feeling in my hands and my feet. And so the biggest thing for me was, will I ever be able to play again? You know, we had had a college visit set up for the day after the show began. And so I was, you know, that's the first thing I was worried about. We was, I was laying on the ground. And Coach Devon came over there, and I was like, Coach, you think I would still be able to go? You think I'll be able to play next week? You know, yeah, I thought at the back of my mind, I had that feeling that will I ever be able to play again? But that was the last thing I wanted to think about because I knew that this was something I loved. And if there was a way that I could fight through it and get back on the field, I was going to do everything I could. That's what's up, man. I'm definitely glad you got back out there on the field. Um, so when it comes to VMI, I know you said uh, it, it was the commitment that they gave to you, but uh, what was it about the trip the, to VMI that, that stood out to you? Um, the biggest thing, when we took the trip, at the time, it was an open house. And so we really had – we couldn't talk to the coaches or anything, but it just so happens that day they were having – a football scrimmage and people would come and so that was basically a part of the open house and at that time I was able to see the hands-on coaching that they do with their players and it was just something about the defensive line coach and the head coach and how they pushed each other you know bad things would happen but everybody was still encouraging each other and that was something that I've been used to bad things would happen but we're always there for each other and it was just the environment there and how, you know, just how everybody bonded together. And at that at that moment, I knew that, you know, this might be the place for me. So, um, what, what are you looking to study? Um, I'm majoring in economics and business. Mm, good, good choice, good choice. Um, before VMI, were there any other particular schools looking at you that or had your interest? Uh, yes, sir. Um, the Citadel had offered me, and I was talking really heavy with Western Carolina. I had been to Western Carolina maybe three or four times for my freshman or sophomore year, and I had got really close with the defensive line coach, and, you know, things didn't happen the way that I was expecting it to, and I just had to make a decision that was going to help me. And I, Like I, I told my dad, I said that maybe – Maybe it didn't happen for a reason. Maybe I wasn't supposed to be there. Maybe this is the place for me. This is the place that's going to turn me into a better man and a better football player. Right, right. And if I'm if I'm not mistaken, those schools are all three of those schools in the same conference, right? The Southern yes, Conference. Yes, sir. Yes, yeah, sir. So definitely big that they all three was uh, interested in you. Um, I'm gonna ask you, uh, pops, this question: uh, What what was the recruiting process like, as far as uh, being a parent? How was it? Man, it was it was kind of rough, you know. Um, every weekend we was gone um, 
talking to different coaches, you know, everybody in your ear telling you um, where you shouldn't go, what you right. shouldn't do. And, you know, I, I told him I wasn't going to be the one that had to be there for four years. It was going to have to be his decision. Mm-hmm. Me and my wife told him, you know, wherever you go, even Valparosa, you know, they, they're a long way from here. And I, yeah. they'd offered him too. And I told him, I said, if, if you decide to go there, you know, if you do decide to go there, we'll get there. If I had to drive all night, you know, we'll get there. <laughs> I ain't flying. You know what I'm saying? I'm scared of plane. So, but, um, you know, it, it was rough. It, it, it was rough, you know, but it was enjoyable because a lot of times with, when COVID hit, couldn't nobody go but like, you know, maybe one or two people, you know, and even before COVID hit, they would have you and, and the player come. Maybe the mom, you know, every now and then she would go. But a lot of time it was just me and him. You know, them road trips was good, man. We we had fun. We bonded with each other. I thought we couldn't bond no more, but we bonded a lot. I learned a lot from him. And I learned the type of man that he had become. That's what's up. That's what's up. Um, I heard you speak about the other schools, you know, telling where he should not go and all this. And this is kind of the topic that I want to talk about on our show. Um is about the recruiting process and how these schools are kind of exploiting these kids and running like a business. But as a parent, knowing that, and that, that you're a coach, knowing that, uh, how, how do you feel about that? Well, you know, with me being a coach, man, and, and, and watching the things that's going on, even with the different schools, man, you go to, you know, they're telling you this, they're telling you that, you're sitting down with the coaches and, 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 we're going to do this and we're going to do that. And then you, then they send you home and, and then you're waiting for the offer. Or you're waiting for this or you're waiting for that. And it never comes. And, and mm-hmm. you see the disappointment in the kid, in the kid's face, right. because it, really it didn't matter to us whether it was D1, D2, D3. All I want to see is a certificate, say diploma, and that you got a degree. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that was the main thing. It didn't matter about where you go or nothing like that. And even... I think some schools, they look at this offer and they see, well, you got this offer right here, but I don't even know if I want to offer them or not because he ain't coming to me or he's not trying to come to me. But one thing I can say, you know, out of the 32 teams that offered him, you know, from HBCUs to um, NAIA, from uh, we didn't get none from ACC or nothing like that, but we did get Division One schools that that offered him. And – even even with that, you know, out of those 30-something schools that that offered him, man, he he got accepted in all of them. And he could have went good. without playing football right. because of his academic. Right. That's and so that's 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 the main thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Dorian, if you don't mind me asking, well, what HBCU offered you? From Johnson C. Smith, Livingstone, Shaw University, St. Augustine's. Um, Livingstone. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> now, wait a, now, wait a minute now. Now, now listen now. You should have called me when that came across the channel. Now, you know, that's where, you, that's where your boy graduated from. <laughs> Look, you supposed to pass up on them, bo- them, them, uh, them golden bull, but living is I'm going to have to give you a holy whooping, boy. <laughs> Ash, now you know y'all ain't got no football program. <laughs> Listen, I know that, but he don't. <laughs> I think I had Elizabeth City State. Um, 
and right. Hold on now, hold on. <laughs> you could have went down there now. <laughs> Mike, that ain't that where you went, Mike? Yeah, you know he Viking pride three times. Yeah, probably, <laughs> probably went down there. <laughs> so bad. Um, well, before we get, let y'all get up out of here, I think Johnny had a couple more questions for y'all. Okay. All right. So, um, want to get a little personal with you, man. And everybody, you know, we always get personal with our guys because, you know, we like to consider you guys as family and we want people to know the real you. All right. So mm -hmm. my question to you, and I got a couple of questions. What, what is your big inspiration? Who's your, your greatest inspiration? Like what makes you get up every morning and say, Hey, I'm going to work harder than I did yesterday. or I'm going to work harder than I did last week. Like who was that person? Or who was that, 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 that individual in your life that pushes you to just ball out every day? That person is my brother. Um, you know, he's 22. But when we were younger, he was playing basketball and I was playing basketball. But when I turned, I think I was in the fifth grade and he had his, he had his first season. And I saw, I found him laying on the floor. And, you know, the doc, we went to the hospital. He had another one on the way to the hospital. And the doctors had told my parents that he wouldn't be able to play sports again. And the biggest thing for me was I saw how enthusiastic he was about the sport. You know, besides my dad, that's my biggest fan. You know, he supports me through everything. My first offer, as soon as I got, I wasn't even at home. You know, I got home, I gave, came in the driveway, and he came and gave me this big old hug. And, you know, and it was like that every single offer. It wasn't because it was Division One, Division Two, or Division Three. It was every one. We played South Point, and that was probably one of the best games I had all season last year. And who was the first person that came up and hugged me? It was my brother. You know, he comes up and tells me every day, you know, I, I hate I can't be there, but I know you're going to ball out. I know you're going to do this. I know you're going to do that. And, you know, that was the hardest thing for me through this recruiting process too, you know, he was able to go my freshman and sophomore year and I visited college. But then when it came down to the making decisions and stuff, you know, he wasn't able to go with us. And that, that was the biggest thing. You know, I always told my parents that whatever happens, I'm gonna take care of my brother. You know, I've already, already got it planned out what I want to do, you know, to be able to keep him near me if something ever happens. And that was the biggest thing as far as picking the school, you know. And that was another reason why VMI was a great choice because I told them, I said, my brother is my biggest supporter, my biggest fan, and he has health condition, health problems. And I said, if something was to happen to my brother, I want to be able to get home. And, you know, because he's always been there for me. Through the right. good, bad, when I was on the bench, when I was starting, you know, he was always there cheering. I could look up there in that corner today and every Friday and I see him right there. And that's, you know, that's what pushes me. I see him out there knowing he can't do it. You know, they told him he couldn't be on a marching band and he did it. And, you know, that was the biggest thing. You know, I saw him do things that people told him he couldn't and I can do things. Why not push myself to work harder every single day in order to provide a great life, not only for me, but so when it comes down to it and something does happen to my parents, I can help them. 
Dad, how you feel about that response? Like, how does that make you feel as a dad knowing, you know, uh, your youngest son, right? He's the youngest, Dorian, um, has that passion like that. Like, how does that make you feel as a father? Man, I tell you, it makes you feel, it gets you filled up, amen, to hear him talk. Now, I, I've been hearing this for, what, eight, nine, ten years um, about how he was going to make sure that his brother was all right. You know, he, he even told, um, actually, he, he had an interview with Cam Newton the same weekend that he had uh, um, the seizure. We was in Charlotte. Cam mm -hmm. Newton came to the, to the hospital um, to talk to the kids, and they did a little interview before. And the nurses came and got him and told him since he found uh, Daquan and he couldn't go to the interview, they wanted him to be a special guest there. And, you oh. know, he asked Cam Newton some questions and Cam asked him some questions. And one of the questions was the same thing that you asked him, what inspired you to play football? And he told him, my big brother. And so, man, it, you know, every time I hear it, I get, they call me a big cry baby, I have to get teary-eyed. But, <laughs> but, you know, it's just something that- A proud father moment, you that's can't, all. You can't ask for a child at a, in a high school and middle school to talk about their brother or their sibling like that. Right. So, you know, he always told me, he said, man, I got to I gotta make it because I got to take care of my brother. If anything happened to you and mama, you ain't got to worry about nothing. I got I got my brother. Right. So, you know, even even his little girlfriend, you know, he he, he let them girlfriends know, hey, hey, it just come as a two way package. You know, if, <laughs> if my mom and daddy like go be right Keep there with you. you know? <laughs> I like that. All right. So my next question is to you. Um, if Dorian wasn't playing um, football or basketball or anything, what would Dorian be doing? What would you be doing? What uh, talents do you have? You know, I I usually sing a little bit in church. Uh oh. But, uh, <laughs> in the corner. So, oh, I, know, I can't sing. <laughs> but, like, like Usher, like Usher singing or like Boosie singing? Like which one? I can do the Usher thing. I was pretty <laughs> good. <laughs> Up, people crying and everything. Oh, <laughs> but um, you know, I would try to be maybe a coach. You know, that's a big thing for me. You know, I try to learn to be a coach because I see the time and effort that my dad put in and all my other coaches put in. And one thing for me is is that I want to make a difference in people's lives, no matter what it is. I want to be able to help people get through certain situations when there's a, you know, I see kids all the time, you know, from when I was elementary school is now I've saw people that wasn't blessed to be in the situation that I'm in. And, you know, I see them get down on themselves and, you know, I want to be able to be there to pick them up. And I feel like if I wasn't able to, if I wasn't able to play sports or if I wasn't playing sports, I would try to join a coaching staff with the coaches, be a student coach, you know, right. help, him in any way I could. Okay. That's what's up. All right. So we uh to end the show we used to play a little a little game. It's called um uh, what does Dorian like? So uh it's like five questions and I'm gonna give them to it's silly okay so I'll start off with what is Dorian's favorite food? Pizza <laughs> <laughs> what's Dorian's favorite movie of all time? Like Mike. Right, right, okay. Like, like, like. <laughs> what's, 
What's Dorian's favorite place to travel? Tennessee. I like to go to the mountains. I don't. I'm not. I don't like the uh, the sun. I like to be cold. So I'm going somewhere where it's cold. <laughs> what's What's Dorian's favorite pregame song? Favorite pregame song. Um, to be honest. Is 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 I smell by Kurt Franklin? <laughs> For some reason, that's you know that pumps me up. That's that's my jam right there. I'd be Whatever in the corner, I'd be lit. <laughs> I hope don't none of your opponents hear this. <laughs> I was gonna say. I was gonna say that is probably the first in thirty shows that we have had that somebody likes to listen to. You know the gospel yeah. the That's that's different. So you're the first man. You're the first. Um, and my, my last question is, where does, no, I got my right questions wrong. Um, what is your favorite color? Favorite color is orange. TV show? Uh, well, now. Mm. Last okay. but not least, this is the biggest question, all right? How you answer this will determine which one of our, our hosts is going to get the, the, the cool points. Okay. Who is your favorite NFL football team? Carolina Panthers. Woo! Man, come on. <laughs> <laughs> they got to wrap this up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, Scott P is a ja- uh, is a Ravens fan, and Mike is a Jags fan, oh. and I'm a Panthers fan, and they give me a hard time for being a Panthers fan all the time. So it's 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 the blue in us, man. It's a Panther thing. Yes, sir. What guys? I want to thank you guys for coming out. This is probably one of the best experiences we all have had on, on the lounge. Um, it was great having you guys. It's great hearing your story. Um, Dorian, you know, before we leave, if you can give any advice to anybody um, that may have a similar situation to you, what would you tell them? Work hard and never give up on yourself. It's easy to get down and it's easy to give up. But if you have a goal, a set goal, you can get, you can achieve it, no matter the situation, no matter how how you look, how you built, you know, you can get there. All you got to do is trust in God and, you know, it'll happen. That's what's up. Simple as that. All right, guys. Well, you guys have a great night. Uh, we too. love you guys. Hey, we want to hope to see you in state, man, this year. So oh, keep yeah, going. Good yeah, good luck on the season, man. And uh, good luck at VMI. You know, uh, we definitely going to. Be back in touch with you, you know, come back in and see how your experience you, is going. Yes, sir. Yes, Thank sir. you. Yes, sir. Y'all take care, man. All right. You too. Good. good night, guys. Good night. Let's go ahead and jump off into the NBA, man. Uh, excuse me. All-star reserves have been announced. You know, a couple players got snubbed, you know what I'm saying? Couple players got snubbed, like Trey Young, Brandon Ingram, Bam out of Bayou, Gordon Haywood, Chris Middleton. Um, well, Devin Booker was on that list, but he got put in. Um, who else did I think got snubbed? De'Aaron Fox. He had. He he should have had a shot. Um, Terry Rozier should have had an opportunity. What 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 I'm starting not to like about the um the All Star game is it's starting to become a popularity contest. You know what I'm saying? 
because they let the fans have a voice in in it. So it's like the players that deserve those opportunities are not going to get those opportunities just because they're not they're not they're not a KD or a LeBron or a Kyrie. You know what I'm saying? So. Chris, I just, it's, a, on a, on a Chris, it's some damn 2K players. Is that what it is? Yeah. They all got front seat to, to the pit. So these crazy asses, they know when, when, when the voting start. What you was going to say, Mike? Yeah, the coaches picked the reserves, though. Oh, the coaches picked the reserves. Mm, that's, that's, that's even worse here. <laughs> that's even worse in my eyes. Um, Boogie, your boy Boogie. Ooh, I heard about him. Cut again, cut again. Days after he just got paid, you know what I'm saying? I think they gave him like 2.5 mil, then turn around and cut him because they said they wanted to go younger, especially with Christian Woods returning. I don't understand because Boogie looked pretty good in Houston. I ain't even gonna lie, he looked pretty good, especially coming off the bench. But with Boogie being released, who do y'all see picking Boogie up? Does he go back to LA? Brooklyn, where y'all, where y'all see him going? Shit, he go to Brooklyn, boy. Uh, he gonna change the culture. <laughs> Why you say that? Because he played with a chip on his shoulder, man. Yeah, yeah, he do. And when I say change the culture, it could be for the worse. And then we talking about we shipping them off again. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying this is why he, they cutting them. I'm just saying that could be a possibility in the long run because there's some egos on that team, boy. Yeah. Some but, egos on that one. But like you said, he would be he would be a good fit because like you said, he's an enforcer. And um that's what I think they they, they kind of need that. You know what I'm saying? They kind of yeah. need that. And they got no punks on their team, but they need that. Boogie, Boogie will get down, you know what I'm saying? And they need that. They need that. Mike, what the you way him, man. But the way him and Harden um, had that little situation going on in Houston, I don't see him going to Brooklyn. Oh, yeah, true, true. But um, I don't know. Contender. One of the contenders will. You know, maybe don't sleep on Utah or the Sixers or um, even going back to L.A. Yeah. I, I... But, but, Mike, but, Mike, who's to say that it couldn't work in Brooklyn? Like, if, if we just talking about – if we're talking about business, business, and the business is basketball, if we're talking about just playing, could they not come to some type of resolution? I mean, or solution, rather? They could, but... You know, yeah. to, to, to win. Why couldn't, couldn't Kobe and Shaq put their, put their beef to the side to win? Because they wasn't mature. So who we talking about? Oh. Can we talk about cousin? When has cousin showed maturity? When has you you right. showed maturity? You made a you made a strong valid point. These millionaires with egos. I just wish to see it happen because that would be a really good team. Would it'd be a scary team? A real scary. Team. It would be, man. Listen, what? The, all right. But I, I I could see him going to um L A, just because he was there last year. He didn't yeah, the, he didn't get the opportunity to shine there. And, that, and they shit the White Howard off. Yeah, and they need him like yeah, they need him. So go back, go back to L A, brother. Go back to L A. I told y'all to, uh that's that LeBron effect. I told y'all. 
LeBron, or maybe but... even Clippers. Nah, I don't, I don't see the Clippers. I don't see the Clippers. Okay. I don't see the Clippers. I had them Clippers imposters anyway, man. They ain't what they say they is out here. Imposters? <laughs> yeah, man. That's what the analysts been saying. They say them boys fake. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Y'all want to talk about the... The McMill line with Kobe, man. The who? The McMill line about Kobe. Sure. Do, do you know? Do you know what McMill said? I don't know. That's why I want to know. Okay. Well, I'm gonna. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna let you know what McMill said in in the bar that he dropped, which I thought was a weak bar, by the way. So I feel like this was so, totally unnecessary. But he said, "These bees, I'm F, and always tell me to show love. She she love." But she ain't never showed me. Yeah, if if I'm ever, if I'm ever lacking, I'm going to I'm going to get, I'm going out with the chopper. It be another Kobe. Like, uh, <laughs> really? Right. That's what I said. Like, it was unnecessary. <laughs> yeah, a, a lot of people won't get it. I'm pretty sure he don't get it. But I, I think that was kind of insensitive. I'm gonna say that. Well, I don't right. think I, I don't think Meat Mill is malicious. That. Let me finish that because Kobe wife did come out and said the same thing that you said. She said it was in, in, um, insensitive, and it, that she wasn't even uh, familiar with McMill's music. You know what I'm saying? Till this happens, well, right? Well, and I'm pretty sure he's gonna think about it now. He knows that she's made a statement. You know, but yeah, I think it was very insensitive, and um, I don't think Meat. Is malicious about it. Right. I don't think he's that kind of guy. Not not to somebody like Kobe Bryant. You know what I'm saying? Like you could disrespect whoever. But this guy, I don't I don't think that would have happened in real life. So uh I, I guess just one of these situations where, you know, uh he wasn't, I guess, thinking about the effect of uh what he's saying. I mean after all, that's what music do. You know what I'm saying? It, it moves you, and that wasn't a that wasn't a, a, a good thing. Yeah, I, I and the fact that the go ahead, the uh, Gigi was on there and the other families. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. That's true. Like, like I said, the bar was weak, um, unnecessary. <laughs> Don't feel like it was any use for it. You know what I'm saying? Because um, I, I the, the report that I did see, they tried to throw a little baby in there too. Cause he was like, I got a, I got a, um, I got a son. I'm gonna name him Kobe, and I got a daughter. I'm gonna name him Gigi. Like, uh, you see how they try to expose, make they make they try to make nothing, and turn it into something. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause Mick Mill did in his defense, he did come out and apologize even before Vanessa even came out and said anything. Just, just, just what I said. See, I didn't, I didn't know none of this, but just what I said. I don't think he's malicious. I just think he was just, you know, being sensitive so uh, to the situation. So I was like, okay, mate. And then you got to relax, bro. You got to think about it too. He already had a target on his back from um, the little 6 9 6 9 incident. incident. Yeah, I know yeah. about that. Yeah, so but I did. That started the fire and they just kept on gasoline in it when this happened. You know what I'm saying? Mike, Mike, what you think about it? I ain't even asking you. you. You thought it was disrespectful, insensitive? 
Yeah, so fact, like I said, um, Gigi and the other other families was on the plane. It was a tragic moment, so I don't, I didn't get that um that metaphor. Right, 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 right. And I I, I was saying the same thing about um Wayne as well when he made the Emmett Till line. Um, I didn't really hear him get any backlash from it, but people say he did, but. <sighs> I don't remember him getting any backlash backlash from that Emmett Till line that he did. So I think they tried to sue him for that a while ago, bro. Yeah, the, the, somebody told somebody tell me that. Somebody tell me that and say yeah, he did know, it from Yeah, yeah. So like it, it's not like it's uncommon in, in hip hop that this happened, you know what I'm saying? It's just Mick just I just feel like Mick did something that was unnecessary. That's all. Yeah. That was unnecessary. But I I do give him credit for being a man and apologizing the same way he wrote them lyrics and, and, and put them on the mic. He he faced it, you know what I'm saying? Right. So speaking of Kobe, Kyrie is pushing to get the, the NBA logo changed. Um who who do y'all think should be on the logo if the new logo change was happening? Oh no, man. Trying to, I mean, you talking about anybody from any generation? Like, who, yeah, I mean, anybody? Who would you put on the logo? I, I would go I see with, why not Kobe. Yeah, I would go with Kobe because I feel like M- MJ already got the um, sponsorships on the damn jersey. So, um, I would go with, I would go with Kobe. I want to do the logo he he posted, but I do I do a fadeaway or something more, right? You know, something different. I want to do uh, the logo that he is suggesting. Or, no, that might be too insensitive too, but that would be a good idea. I feel like you was about to say something about the the, the Nike logo that they own. No, y'all was talking about the the the, the poses or whatever, and I was thinking like, shit, maybe you can do one with him bending down on his knees. Uh, you know how he always bend over when he when he tired. He put both hands on both oh, knees. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think that might be too corny or something. Yeah. You sound like you're sniffing a line of coke over there, boy. Clean but Tim, <laughs> uh, y'all got any hot takes from the NBA before we move on? Anything? Anything besides uh, that young man that dunked the other night? Who we? Oh, Anthony Edwards. Yeah, it was. I'm talking about he just fell all on the man. Like, damn. Oh, yeah, I got something. Um, the Hornets, they said they will be letting fans back in pretty soon. And um, the new schedule was released. The Hornets will get two more nationally te- televised games. Mm. That's, a, that's, a big, that's a big come up for them. They're going to show out, too. They ain't gonna do shit. They're gonna get on their national TV and lose. Boy, no, they ain't. Boy, they won the first time. They did. They did. That's because they played the Pelicans, though. Who they, who they playing? Oh, okay. listen. Uh, so oh. April first, they will play uh, Brooklyn, and the twenty fifth, they will play Kemba in Charlotte. And oh, okay. He comes back to Charlotte. All right, they might get that Celtics one. They might get that Celtics one. What hey, Chris. Say? What's up? I was gonna say, um. Another hot take, but I know y'all seen that boy uh, Mellow cooked the nuggets the other night. Them joints. Nah, I ain't see that. Nah. Come on, man, y'all missed that. <laughs> I missed that with Hatch. Missed that shit. 
Cook. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> Cook. Let's go ahead and get into the NFL, man. Uh, just talk about your boy, Mr. Cam Newton, man. Who um, <laughs> went viral this past weekend in the 707 camp. Um, kids start hackling, hackling them, and um, Cam didn't go viral. Shit. <laughs> Cam been viral. You're right. You're right. The, the kid went viral. You're right. But let me uh, speaking of the situation. Do you feel like Cam acted appropriately on the situation? I think he did. I'm gonna tell you why. The fact that he asked that man for his daddy was very mature. Uh, it might have been in a joking way, but I know he really wanted to meet that boy's daddy because he couldn't understand why the fuck he was so mad. Right. Like even after, you know, the little incident went down, they in the circle in the huddle. Cam talking to him. Little, little buddy still got a chip on his shoulder. I'm like, yeah. what is you doing? Yeah. Like you reaching, he, he reaching at this point. Right he now, if after that, I'm like, if if you still want to take it there, I promise you, when these cameras fall down, <laughs> it's gonna be me and you, little buddy. You feel me? Yeah. I'm gonna give you exactly what you're looking for. That's just me, but I'm glad Cam Newton chose a different route. You know, he he told him straight up, but I'm not trying to comfort you. I'm not trying to embarrass you. You know, you you doing that yourself. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to help you. I'm trying to, like, you know, figure you out. Oh, you going to see me? You, you know, like, come on, bro. You tripping. It was terrible, man. It was terrible. What you think about the situation, Mike? I don't think he handled it well, but me personally, I would tell him and his team and his coach uh, they could pack it up. Facts. They could have left the camp. Right. I'm providing you with an opportunity, you know what I'm saying? Like, well, Mike, that would have been a too strong. Now you talking about saying, nah. "Hey, you want to disrespect, man?" Come that on. was a that 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 really was a setup in my opinion because everybody had their phone out. So you know how they do, oh, man. Yeah. Watch this, watch this. I'm about to get him. Watch this. Everybody had their phone out. Yeah, knew what was about right. to happen. Cam was walking down the sideline, and he started saying whatever he was saying. So I feel like person that was a setup. All the kids know he's about to do it. So, okay, jokes on y'all. Trolling at his finest. And they got it. They got it from the beginning to the end. Yeah. Hey, that, that's the that's the problem with the new age, man. They out there pulling them phones out quick, boy. <laughs> See, I feel like the the coaches, the coaches should have um should have checked the kids. You should have what? In that second video, do you feel like the coach should have been making him apologize in that video instead of trying to intervene when all Cam was asking was uh, when y'all play again or what's your record? The coach in the second said, video. The should the coach have made him apologize then? Uh, Check the kids right then and there. When they was in that little in the second video that came out. No, he, he should have been checked before they got to the huddle. He should have checked them right after he heard about what had just happened. Because I know he knew. Right. I know he knew. He he wanted he wanted a little he wanted a little showtime too. You stupid. They got it. All right. They coach, like I mean, Cam, like coach, coach. You know, what I'm saying I'm just, you know, <laughs> buddy. Like, why are you still talking? That's my yeah, shit. Man. Like, what are you doing? Sit back. Crazy man, crazy. I don't know, man. These these little eight kids, crazy man. They're crazy. Anything for some for some likes, man. Anything for some likes. I tell you what, get my damn belt. 
That's the problem. <laughs> they can't feel that leather no more. <laughs> I'm talking about. I'm, I'm talking about. He had a whole lot of attitude. What you mad for, young man? Yeah, young man. If you're listening, what are you mad for? Yeah, and then I, I, the apology letter that he did. I don't think it was. You know what I'm saying? You should have seen how he wrote the shit. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I ain't. We ain't gonna do him like that on here though. But you know. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. If you was a real one, you would have gave him a apology right then and there. You know what I'm saying? He didn't have to do it that way though. This is how you know he reaching again. Oh, let me stop. You said we ain't gonna do it like that. <laughs> oh man, but look, as a as a young man though, in his shoes, if that was me, I would kind of be um, trying to take advantage of that opportunity just because you got Cam Newton there, who's is a national champion, a Heisman winner, number one pick, MVP of the league. You know what I'm saying? And you. And he's a black quarterback, you know what I'm saying? Like, if anything, I'm trying to, I'm trying to take advantage of that, you know what I'm saying? Like, you never know what can happen. You know, he can open doors for you that you can't open, you know what I'm saying? So it's like for him not to be thinking like that and just try to go at him. But even though Mike said it was set up, but for him to be thinking like that, just still just to go at him and try to disrespect him, you just got to do better, you know what I'm saying? That's all I'm saying. Bro, you're that free agent. <laughs> Right, <laughs> right. This man, from what I know, he still got a job. Right, and even if he is a free agent, Cam got multiple streams of income. I'm pretty sure, like he, he ain't no dumb dude. He might be from Atlanta, but he ain't no, he ain't dumb. You know he made five point five off endorsements Look, this year. Crazy. Well, last year, and then he got his own hat line in the cigar lounge. Like, come on, man, bro, ain't broke. <laughs> he ain't broke. Washington, um, Washington football team came out and announced that they will be uh, renaming it. They will keep the name, if I'm not mistaken, right until 2022. So this year they will be still rocking the Washington football team. Um, they're gonna do some, they're gonna do some further research. What do you mean further research? They ain't gonna they they're gonna choose a name where they they can't get sued. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Even though I have to do that, did what he did. Alex Smith said he never, never wanted to go. Well, let me get this back. Let me get this right. He said he never felt wanted by Washington when he was there. He said this in the GQ article. So, do you think with you them? Say- I was saying he he said he didn't feel welcome. Basically, no. when he did you say GQ magazine? GQ nigga, GQ. Oh. You know, some wild against in the pencil B. You know what I'm saying? I see. <laughs> but now uh, he said he didn't feel welcome there. And you know, with them having a quarterback problem that they do have, do you see that him returning, or is the or that marriage over? You know what I'm saying? It's it's is it over for Alex Smith in the league? Because I think if he doesn't go back to Washington. Nobody's gonna pick him up. And my, that's that's my, that's my opinion. That's my opinion. I mean, he could serve as a backup on somebody else's team, but he might oh. be a Panther. But you know, oh, what you say? He might be a Panther. Chris, believe it or not, he might be shit. <laughs> <laughs> we we do some shit like that, man. But I don't know because Tampa is shopping pretty good, and the GM really making some shit shape. Um, yeah. I, I, I'm hearing some things about that quarterback down in, in Seattle too, but you know, 
I don't think he can leave there to go be with Carolina, knowing he unhappy with decisions and things that's been going on there. So it's like, you know, he gonna probably venture off away from that one. Excuse me. Well, I I want to see Russell Wilson come to y'all no way just because y'all got the same problem Seattle got. Y'all can't protect them. Like, so I definitely don't see that happen. Yeah. I see. I see y'all still heavy on watching. So y'all. Y'all, y'all say y'all putting everything on the table. Stay <laughs> wild. That shit is Watson, wild. Watson did meet with the coach, and he told the coach straight up he ain't coming back. So yeah, he did. Yeah. But that's some G shit. Cause like, don't like, don't play with him. Right, I got the blood, bro. I can do this. I, I just, I'm just, I really hate the fact that a person can't say something in, in, in my. You know, within uh, uh, closed doors, and it not be you know uh, posted or talked about. Right. You know, what I'm saying? Like, right. everything is on social media. We know every damn thing. You feel me? Yeah. <laughs> we know everything, man. How we know? He just told the coach, definitely no. Like, <laughs> and the way they wrote it, it was like you know, we just went for you know breakfast, and that was it. Like, yeah, breakfast is good, but I'm still not staying. <laughs> hey, man. I, I hope you get out there, but they 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 trying to hold your boy. They trying to hold your boy down. You know what I'm saying? Free my boy Deshaun Watson, you know what I'm saying? Oh, he gonna leave. Still is, uh, I think they still having trouble with uh, Big Ben, you know what I'm saying? They said they will bring him back, but he's gonna have to reconstruct that contract. I don't think he might do it now, but hey, younger they been, I don't think he would have did it. But if he want to keep the people that he made around him, he's gonna uh, he's gonna have to reconstruct this deal. But I don't understand why they don't have any faith in uh, Dwayne Haskins. You know what I'm saying? Like, what what you really got to lose? Like, besides having to pay being at the end of the day, like what you really got to lose? Because is he on the team? Who Haskins? Yeah, yeah, he's on the team right now. But well, listen, it could, it could change. Well, I was just gonna say it ain't his time just yet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you seen what happened down there in uh, DC? Yeah, but that's just what they were saying. That, um, Tom can teach him how to be a true professional. You know, where he should be able to teach him how to be a, a true professional. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Hey, Mike, you remember uh, last week you asked me, was we going to resign Yannick? And I think the answer is no. Seen uh, reports come out that said him and Julian want too much. So might be letting them go too, bro. We might, we might be naked on that DM. No pass rush next year. Might be a little tough. But I hope I hope we do resign them. <laughs> Because we need some kind of experience at the at the DM position. I don't like tag him again. Hell no. Nah. Hell no, nah. nah, boy. Can't do that. Then you just get tagged. Yeah, you can tag somebody back to back. You know what I'm saying, though? You tagging that second time, you got to pay him more. <laughs> That's what happened with that. Yeah. You ain't doing that. Then they trying to, um, you know, we got to pay Lamar. So, got shit to figure out. Pieces got to go. <laughs> um, anything else from the NFL? Any any updates from y'all team? 
besides Johnny team cutting everybody, you know what I'm saying? Any update from your teams, Mike? Spring cleaning. Yeah, y'all So y'all just chilling down there in Jacksonville, just waiting for the draft. Oh, we made some moves, but nothing major. All right. Let's go ahead and talk about some uh, good old HBCU news that happened last week. Um, your boy Dion. Oh, man. He did it, man. <laughs> he did it, man. <laughs> they won uh, 53 to 0 over Edgewater. Um, Dion came back to the locker room and said his phone was stolen. Went straight to the, straight to the, uh, the media and addresses his phone being stolen. And, um, I knew in his mind that he should have thought about this because he knew that the white media, the white media was gonna eat that alive. They was gonna eat that alive. So, um, just so happened it was a mis- miscommunication, and the assistant coach, coach had found Dion's um, phone that had been stolen and put it up for him. Um, I just, I just think it would, Dion should have thought this through before going straight to the podium. You know what I'm saying, y'all? Because it's like. They already trying to make it, trying to find a reason to make make it look bad that he went there. You know what I'm saying? So for him to come out and do what he did, I think it was just a bad uh, move on his part. Because like, if, if that was to happen and he didn't find his phone, keep that in house. Keep that in house. Like just like the boombox situation. Like you shouldn't have to. We shouldn't know that. We shouldn't know that your boombox got stolen. We shouldn't know that your phone got stolen. Like. Keep that in-house, bro, and, and if you got some real ones in-house, they're going to find out who got your, your phone or your boombox. You know what I'm saying? Just like they did. Like, both items that were stole were returned. Like, so, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's people down there that ride with you. So, if you know people that got your back and they, they in with the locals or whoever doing this, like, they're they going to get your stuff back then. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to address the media every time something happens. It's just not a good look. You know what I'm saying? Like, you bring it, you're already bringing all this media attention in with the games being on ESPN, holding these press conferences that's getting put on ESPN, you know what I'm saying? So, you know what I'm saying? If you're going to put us in that light, you can put HBCUs in that light. Make us look good. You know what I'm saying? Do what Prime do. Make us look good. You know what I'm saying? That's just how I feel about it. Well, that's exactly how I feel about it. So thank you for saying it. You <laughs> <laughs> know yeah. that's how I feel about it. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you feel the same way, Mike. You got uh, anything you want to add? Um, no, nah, just we should have handled it in house and um, just want to make um, not only the HBC or Jackson State, but uh, the city as well. Jackson look like it's just crime, crime field, and um, what the outside world perceives and uh, those stereotypes, he'll start, he's starting to make them seem like they're true. By his words and actions, so and I think Stephen A. You know, I'm glad Steve, Stephen A. Smith called him out as well on on the national stage. Yeah, he did. He wasn't too happy about that. Yeah, I don't think I don't think nobody was. That was the culture. I don't think nobody was. Like, I wonder who's like. Is it him who's like just walking up to the podium, or like is it the school? Like, 
Like, do you have discretion? Like, what does it say in your contract about this whole podium craziness? Okay, but you know, okay, let's wipe the contract out. Do you have to report everything? Like, it's got to be something because only uh, a mature minded person would, you know, will understand, you know, the, the difference in the two being flashy or just being, you know, irresponsible. Now, which one is it? But like, if you, if you, if okay, if you take away the national spotlight, like, just coaches still hold press conferences. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't know, man. He just, I don't know, man. He got to do better. <laughs> That's all it is. Well, do. I told y'all from day one, this is this was gonna be. You did say that <laughs> exactly what it is. It's not yeah. gonna be about Jackson State, so we can move right along. If you sure, please. UCLA uh, said that they will, uh, well, they, ha- they added two home games to their schedule, which included Alabama State and uh, North Carolina Central in the future football schedule that was pretty big, making it the first time the uh, Bruins have faced black colleges. So I think that's going to be a pretty, a real dope trip for those kids uh, in Alabama and North Carolina Central, if they're not from the area, you know what I'm saying? Just getting the experience too. Yeah, that, is, that is dope. That's going to be a real big experience. Um, future dates for these games is uh, UCLA will host Alabama State on September the 10th, 2022, and North Carolina Central on September the 16th, 2023, at the Rose Bowl. So that's real big for Central. They're going to a historic stadium at the Rose Bowl. So that's real big. Um. The NBA announced that on Thursday that they will be awarding HBCUs $2.5 million in funding their three organizations part of the all-star events and partnerships of the National Basketball Players Association. The three organizations are the Thurgood Marshall College Fund, the United Negro College Fund, and the National Association for Equal Opportunity in Higher Education. Um, I think that's real dope because um, Chris Paul, he's been doing a lot of He's been bringing a lot of awareness to the um, the NBA when it comes to HBCUs. I mean, just from the outfits to um, just getting this done right here, the donations done, because I think he is head of the uh, the Players Association. So, um, and then he got the the doc on um, the mini doc series on ESPN Plus with uh, North Carolina Central. Why not us? So, you know, shout out to Chris Paul, man. Just uh putting those HBCUs in the forefront when it comes to the NBA. I also tried to get the All-Star game played at Morehouse and um, was it Morris Brown? I can't remember the other school, but you know, I know, I know Morehouse was one of them down in Atlanta. So, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, shout out to Chris Paul. Some games that will be played this week um, on the national spotlight. We got uh, on February 26th, we got Southern versus Alabama State. On ESPN at six o'clock. Is that is that girl or, girls or boys, Mike? You know, because I know Alabama State girls are pretty good. <clears throat> oh, those are football games. Oh, the football. Okay, that's football. All right. And um, on February twenty seventh, we got Mississippi, Mississippi Valley State and Jackson State at two o'clock on ESPN three. That should be interesting. Um, I don't know if y'all got the opportunity Monday to watch Jackson State and Grambling play. Um on NBA TV, 
but I'm just going to say this. The, the girl, Amisha Williams, that we spoke about on the show, uh, being preseason um, player of the year, I see why she was preseason player of the year. The girl, the girl's a beast. <laughs> She's a beast. She dominated. I think she uh, had 24 and 10. Um, and then I, I went and looked her up the other day. I didn't know she had transferred in from um, Mississippi State. So I think she played for Jackson State. So that was that was pretty interesting. But the girl's a beast. And um, your boy Tristan, I think his name is Tristan Jackson, for uh, for the men's Jackson State. He he's nice too, man. Uh, got some pretty solid players down there in the sweat, you know what I'm saying? I've seen some good players on Grambling team as well. Um, y'all got any HBCU news before we get up out of here? Nah. Nah. Everybody good this week? Everybody good this week? Nothing happening in Stone, man? Ain't nothing happening in Salisbury, man? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no. no. <laughs> well, I found my check. They had the doors locked. Oh, shit. Uh, uh, did, did we mention the... Um, the Shelby girls advancing in the playoffs. Did we mention that? I can't remember. No, we didn't. No, we didn't. But shout out to them, man. They, they advanced in, in the playoffs. Uh, in a nail biter. In a nail biter. I think, what was it? 48 to 46, Mike? Yeah. Yeah. Hell of a game. Hell of a game. And I want to say shout out to uh, David Allen, too, man. It, it felt good to hear him back to um, broadcasting. <laughs> well, you, a, know, you know he's the only one daughter in the county. Yeah, yeah. So shout out to him, man. Feel good. Um, you got anything y'all want to say before we get up out of here, though? Any, uh, any closing remarks? Uh, I appreciate everybody for listening to the show, man. It is a joy and a pleasure to have you guys right, tune in. You can, do, you, can, you can lead us with the Lord's Prayer. Just close us out with the Lord's Prayer. Oh, man, don't do that, man. <laughs> <laughs> don't do most people ask for some damn sugar. <laughs> nah, I ain't got too much. Just, you know, thank the listeners for, for the support. Oh, yeah. Always. Yeah, like the fella said, man, we appreciate the support, man. And tell a friend, tell a friend about the Lounge 167. Tell yeah, that yeah. sweet. Yeah.